0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines, and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP.
1: Good morning. I'm Alex Ty.
0: And I'm Alice Dempster.
1: It's Thursday, the twenty seventh of April. In your Squiz today, inflation figures are released, Biden's coming to Sydney, Trump returns to court, and Tasmania to bounce into the AFL. This is your Squiz today. Alice, we are back with some economic figures, everyone's favourite time of the year. (laughs) Inflation is one of the big ongoing stories of this year. And yesterday we got some figures that show Australia's economy is trending in the right direction.
0: Yeah, we love to hear that, Alex. Mm. The Australian Bureau of Stats said that our inflation rate was 7% in the 12 months leading up to March this year. And that's down on the 7.8% figure that we saw in the 12 months to December. So That top line figure shows that inflation seems to be slowing down a little bit, although it's not quite as much as economists had predicted for the quarter. And to put the 7% into context, we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but the Reserve Bank of Australia aims for an inflation rate between 2 and 3%, so 7% really is still too high.
1: We get inflation data from the Bureau of Statistics every three months, and so in the last quarter we have seen that the most significant contributors to inflation were gas and household fuels, tertiary education, domestic holiday travel, and medical and hospital services. Now, this 7% figure, Alice, does raise some questions for policymakers.
0: Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot of eyes on the Reserve Bank next Tuesday, Mm. and that's because it's the first Tuesday of the month, which is when the RBA board meets to decide whether or not to raise the official cash rate. If it does raise it from the 3.6% that it's currently sitting at, it would, of course, make mortgages and any debt repayments go up. And the Albanese government is also looking at those sharp rises in gas prices that you mentioned, Alex. Reports say that the government is considering extending its cap on gas prices by another 18 months, and that would mean that prices would be controlled up until mid-2025.
1: Yeah, when you look at gas prices over the last 12 months, they've risen by 26%, Mm. and electricity prices have risen by 16% in the same 12-month period. As for the politics, the coalition says the inflation numbers are way too high, while the treasurer Jim Chalmers says the worst of inflation is behind us. Chalmers also promised cost of living relief in the May federal budget. There's been another twist in the Kathleen Folbig story, Alice, with the extraordinary suggestion that Folbig might actually be released from jail after 20 years due to new evidence that she might not have killed her four children.
0: Yeah, just to remind everybody about the backstory to this case, back in 2003, Folbig was convicted of three counts of murder and one count of manslaughter. That was after her four children died on separate occasions while they were all under the age of two. At the time, Folbig's diary entries that discussed her struggles with motherhood were relied on to convict her, and none of her appeals were successful. But A current judicial inquiry into the case has heard new evidence that the children might have been born with genetic conditions that could explain their deaths. And yesterday, the inquiry heard that the Director of Public Prosecutions in New South Wales accepts that this new evidence might raise the possibility of reasonable doubt in the case.
1: The judge leading that inquiry, Tom Bathus KC, could recommend a pardon or refer the case back to the Court of Criminal Appeal to have the conviction quashed. It would be a major moment for Australian criminal law and could create momentum for law reform to better deal with new evidence that arises after a case has exhausted all avenues of court appeal. Speaking of court, Alice, Donald Trump's tour of American courthouses has continued, with yesterday seeing the start of a lawsuit in New York where Trump is being sued over an alleged historical rape.
0: This case is being brought by a woman named Elizabeth Jean Carroll. She's known widely as E. Jean Carroll. She's a writer and a magazine advice columnist. She says that she had a chance meeting with Trump nearly 30 years ago in a New York department store, and it ended with him pushing her into a changing room and sexually assaulting her. She's suing Trump for battery and also for defamation. That's after Trump used some choice language to deny the allegations. He called the case a complete con job. The opening arguments were heard yesterday. Trump's lawyer accused Carol of opportunism, while Carol's lawyer said that her client lived with fear and shame over the incident for decades and is now trying to seek justice.
1: For those keeping track at home, this latest Trump suit is different from the criminal indictment that we heard about last month relating to campaign hush money. It's also different from the election interference case running in Georgia or the case about mishandling of classified documents. I literally could go on, but this is a short podcast and we'll be following all of those Trump cases as they develop. Joe Biden has made two, I would say, equally significant announcements in the last couple of days, Alice. He is officially running to be reelected as the president of America. And he's also coming to Sydney. (laughs) Two two huge life events for him.
0: Yeah, let's hope he does a campaign event at Bondi, Alex. (laughs) Biden is going to be in town on the 24th of May, which is just under a month away. He'll be here for the third meeting of the Quad leaders. And if you don't know who they are, they're the leaders of Japan, India, Australia and the US. They're all countries who have an interest in the Indo-Pacific and also in making sure that China doesn't become too... Dominant in the region. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese looked very pleased yesterday when he made the announcement about the visit. <laughs> he spoke in front of the Opera House, which is where the leaders are set to gather.
1: Now, this visit has apparently been in the works for months, with the new New South Wales Premier Chris Minns saying that his government has been working behind the scenes to minimise disruptions to Sydney siders. Even still, I would expect a little bit of traffic. <laughs> Tasmania is stepping into the ring. Yesterday, there were media reports that the Albanese federal government will be putting $240 million towards building a stadium in Hobart, which will then clear the way for the AFL to introduce a Tasmanian team into the competition.
0: Yeah, so the stadium will be built at Macquarie Point in Hobart, and the Tasmanian state government is also kicking in some money to it. Liberal Premier Jeremy Rockcliffe has promised $375 million towards the construction. Reports say that Albanese will head to Tassie this weekend to make the official announcement, and they also say that it will be included in the federal budget. Now, it's early to speculate, Alex, but all signs point to the new team being called the Tassie Devils, and there's also speculation that they'll wear dark green Guernseys.
1: They will be the 19th team in the AFL, and I wish them luck. I, truly, I do. I mean, the Swans are going to clobber them, Alice, but, you know, good luck to the Devils.
0: Port Adelaide will clobber everyone, Alex.
1: <laughs> Alice a moose. Has wandered into a cinema in Alaska. And I'm, I'm not joking here, this actually happened.
0: Yeah, so the cinema manager thinks that it might have been drawn in by the smell of popcorn, which I can obviously relate to. I love popcorn. The moose did miss the screening of Super Mario Brothers, apparently, but it took the chance to eat out of the rubbish bin before it wandered back outside.
1: Don't these Americans know the first rule, Alice? You're not meant to feed the wildlife double-dipped Chop <laughs> that is the one thing I know about moose. No tops. <laughs> Squiz the day, Alice. If you've followed the crazy story around Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, the latest is that she'll be heading to prison today to begin an 11-year sentence. It's still open to appeal, that sentence, but yeah, she's going to prison.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy story. And in Australian politics, there's a press club address from Claire O'Neill today. She's the cyber security minister. And there'll also be a national cabinet meeting in Brisbane. So we'll be watching for any news from that.
1: Thank you, for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week